0: Build it and sell it for a big payday. Probably the dream of countless entrepreneurs. And my guest on today's episode of What's the Secret is Jeff Hershey. Jeff is a fellow member of a mastermind group that I belong to. And recently, him and his business partner just sold... Their software company for a multiple seven figure exit. And what's interesting about this is Jeff, by his own admission, it was just a regular online marketing guy when he started, but he's grown his career and the products he's put out specifically with the strategy in mind of building something to sell. And how he went from being just another online marketer to having venture capital firms court his company and eventually buy it is fascinating. The insights he shares are super real world. If your interest is in building something and then selling it for a payday at the end, you're going to love this episode. So sit back, grab a cool drink. If you haven't already, you can go to TomGaddis.com to check out the show notes for this episode as well. Enjoy this episode of What's the Secret with Jeff Hershey. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people, just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha. My name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast.
1: Aloha and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Jeff, how's it going, man? Good. Glad to be here. I'm uh, finally glad I got to be invited to join you and talk to you for a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because so for listeners out there, I am part of this uh, mastermind group, we have a small handful of people. It's sort of a, I don't know, Jeff's kind of like a hush-hush invitation kind of a thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah. But I've had the podcast for like a year, and I've never had anyone from the Mastermind on the podcast.
1: Oh, well, I'm right? glad to be the first one. I'm honored <laughs> so, yeah. to be the first one.
0: So. Yeah, I'm excited to have you as the first one on here. And, um, you know, I've been looking forward to the interview because, you know, one of the things that I got to um, – well, actually, before I get into that, before I get into that, why don't you just tell listeners a little bit about, Jeff, what you got going on, what you got doing, and then we'll we'll dive into the questions.
1: Sure. Um, obviously, we're in a, a mastermind group together. We do a lot of business together. Uh, myself, I'm actually uh, a former F-16 uh, instructor pilot. That's where my career path took me out of high school and in college. And I got to live my, my dream for about eight years until uh, I blew a disc in my back back in 2007, which seems like a really long time ago now, um, but not that far ago. It's, it's weird. Um, And basically it was, it was a career ending injury. I had surgery, I was planning on getting back in the jet, looking forward to it. And then my disc re-slipped a little bit uh, and I started having that major pain again and um, having to go back under the knife for the doctor was more risky than basically trying to work it out over time. Um, And that basically, because of, you know, Restrictions and regulations and the military stuff like that basically medically retired me uh, out of the Air Force from that from that point forward. Um, and I actually started uh, becoming an entrepreneur uh, at that point. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, couldn't really do anything um, because of my day job, right? I was still uh, in the military and tied to that, so I couldn't go look for your, your normal job or, or didn't even know what I wanted to do. Um, but while I was in the hospital bed, had my laptop, was like, well. I figure out I can try to make some money, you know, online, do some marketing things uh, from there. YouTube was, uh, was brand new back then for, you know, some of the younger folks out there that, that think they grew up like YouTube has been around forever. Nope. Um, back when that started. Uh, and I started making money doing something called like, I called it quick video marketing back then and uh, started doing affiliate stuff uh, from there and just kind of was like, all right, this is what I need to do. And I get going. And I kind of caught that entrepreneur bug and have slowly built My business over the past, I don't know, I guess it's 12, 13, 14 years now, whatever it is, I guess 14 years um, to where I went from just being a simple marketer online to doing some training products and and, and marketing to training products and software to creating my own software and then uh, creating a white label software reputation management company that me and my partner sold uh, off at an actual full exit to a, a VC firm. And then now creating other products and services kind of replicating the same thing in that space. So kind of taking that hop and stepped up each phase of my business and life and uh, trying to figure out where I wanted to go from there. And um, so now here I am today, you know, with mastermind with you, Tom, and I'm lucky to be here and, and, and happy to, to talk to everybody.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's that, that process you mentioned of going from you, I forgot exactly how you phrased it. You said going just from like a regular marketer to building software and tools and things like that. Yep. And when I got to know you when I joined the Mastermind, uh, you and your business partner were actually in the process, I think, of just starting to put all that together behind the scenes of selling that company. And so the, the company you started, it was Reputation Loop was the software, correct?
1: Yep, yeah. Uh, Zach and I created a Reputation Loop, uh, back basically out of a concept that he had and, and pulled in my list and my marketing um, and created that like seven, eight years ago now. And uh, our goal um, as we built that, because I had actually just uh, set up and exited another software website hosting company, smaller, um, and our goal was to build it to sell, right? That was our function from the very, very beginning. And, and I look at a lot of my projects and a lot of things that we have in a pragmatic way where, what is my end result? Like, why am I starting my agency? Why do I still have an agency? You know, um, is it uh, fuel or is it like a, uh, like a little uh, center where I can basically use it to create other projects and see what's working um, from there. And just kind of as an incubator, create other softwares and products. And, you know, it's one of those things where we have the focus or we had the focus of We're going to build this with every intent to hand the keys over to somebody else and just walk away and let that car continue to drive.
0: So that's interesting. So I'm curious, like, so did you, did you start to build that specific software because you saw, like you thought like, oh, hey, this is a software that would be sellable down the road? Or is it that you were kind of already doing this reputation thing and you thought, oh, we'll just make this so that if we decide to sell it or somebody offers like, can we do that? I, I'm just curious. It
1: was, it was number two. It was actually Zach uh, was doing it. Um, and he was like, well, it's a lot, what I have out there doesn't do what I need it to do. Um, and I came from, I, I had just sold like 7,000 copies of a piece of software back in like, I guess, 2011, 2012. And so, I had software background. I had website hosting, things like that. We'd done a couple smaller projects together and we're like, we want to tackle this. So, we basically decided we we're going we're to team up and, and make it work from there. But our focus was there's a hole in the market for what we were looking for. Um, he had a, he had a need, and I was able to help kind of fulfill that and build it out and, and continue on to grow from there.
0: Yeah, and Reputation Loop was a great piece of software. Like, I used to use that. I used to use it for clients in my agency. Um, it was, I mean, really good what you guys did. And you you did something, I think, a little different when you think of, like, software as a service and people that are building these kind of traditional software companies. Like, you guys really built that company using direct marketing and in internet marketing strategies and, and yes. tactics, right? Yeah. Like a lot of webinars.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and what's interesting is when we were approached by uh, the company that purchased us and acquired us, um, we uh, we told them kind of how we did it. And they, they, they had, they were completely blown with like, how did you go like this big, this fat, like they had no idea how like the curve, there was no like quick, like long drawn out. It was like a spike and then, you know, plateau for a little bit and then, then grow. Right. And they were like, how, like, how did this happen off the bat? And we're like, well, I've got, you know, 7,000 brand new agencies that I brought in and I just, told them I had this and, you know, magically a lot of them bought. And um, so, yeah. And then we went out and we did webinars and even the, now it's like a little bit more common in the SaaS space where they do like the software demos and things like that. It's definitely a lot more common now, but back when we were doing like those kind of demos, there there wasn't too many of them um, out there.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's really interesting and a great example of how just applying all the stuff that I think sometimes as as a regular marketers and people just learning marketing and all that stuff we take for granted, but like not only can it be applied to grow real legitimate businesses, but like when you do that, you look like a freaking rock star to all other businesses in that space that aren't doing any of that because yeah. they have no idea.
1: Yeah. And they're, they're, they're wondering how that happened. And obviously a lot of them don't know your inside metrics and things like that. But when, you know, a company comes and actually looks at you and they start doing that deep dive, they they ask those questions and then it's, they can't fathom how you're able to do certain things, especially being marketers like internet marketers, the way we are and the way we think and interact is not the way most of these businesses, they just throw more money at it. Right. And they just hope that like over time, instead of like, all right, let's optimize the conversion. Let's figure out, you know, what our ad spend is and, and how to figure out what our cost of acquiring a is or what the lifetime value is or how long that customer's return uh, going to basically be um, as part of our actual customer base, like how long we're going to retain that customer. And then kind of figuring out all those numbers from there, but they, but they just tend to just throw money at it instead of kind of like us as marketers, are like savvy in a way where we'll like just pivot really quickly and, and do small little things instead of like just it's almost like having a speedboat and having a massive ship, right? Like the speedboat goes this is just zipping it out of everything, but the, the boat takes a whole lot of time to to point in a different direction and, and move there.
0: Yeah, that's a great that's a great um, analogy for that. So one question I have for you. When you were when you were starting out on this marketing journey, like what were the skills that you kind of started to learn that you that you feel like were probably the most important. So you know, was it? I don't know. Was it driving traffic? Was it copywriting? Was it like? Or do you you know? Is there one skill that you think is just like yeah. one that you should
1: know? Yeah, there's 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 actually one and there's two things. First of all, perseverance and and have like no emotional attachment to things. Um, don't let it get to you. It, it's going to happen. Somebody's going to say something, and, and, and you know you aggravated or get into your skin the wrong way um, they called your mom ugly all that stuff right but really if when the marketing side of it it's copywriting um, if you understand the message to market match you can do almost anything you have to be able to craft you don't have to write the ad yourself but you have to be able to look and actually it's ironic I've got some consulting clients that I'm looking at right now and'm like how does somebody write that? There's no USP. There's no unique service proposition that you can offer in this ad. It doesn't make sense. But if you understand, and you don't have to like go buy 15 courses and, and go through and be the copyright expert. I've barely been through a few, any of them, right? But I still consult a copy of things like that because if you have the basic concept of understanding, you know, here's what I got, here's what it does, and, and here's how to fix the problem for yourself. If you take those three big key points, and if you focus on, getting somebody to pay attention to you, understand what what your offer is and what they need to do to be able to solve the pain that you're solving for them. And you're giving them that solution. They're going to hand you money uh, in that case, especially as a a business or an agency or or a software company. So at the end of the day, copywriting, because you have to understand the big picture. And I think copywriting gives you that. No, no, No other, like you can drive traffic all day long, but if you don't convert that traffic, it doesn't makes sense, right? You can send emails to people, but if they don't open it, they never read your message, right? You have to find all And all that leads back to your copy. And it's all, like, either it's a VSL, a webinar, or a written word on a, a letter or on a sales page, it all boils down to copy. That's the number one thing you need.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you there. I think it's such an important skill for anybody trying to do what we do, right? Yeah, and, and
1: it's never going to be perfect. Like it, you are never like it's it's an ongoing educational thing. Like I still look at stuff from 8, 10, 12 years ago and look at it and go, "Oh, wow." Or I look at stuff I wrote and I thought was awesome 5 years ago, I'm like, "That's terrible." Because you're always evolving. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's one and I think it's one of those things too you just have to do. Like you just have to do it. Yep. And the more you do it, the better you get at it the more of a feel you get for all that kind of stuff as well. Yes, sir. <laughs> This episode of What's The Secret Podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond... Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. Um, one other question I wanted to answer to, and this is specific to building something to sell it because, you know, I don't know, there are a lot of people out there that put softwares together that do software as a service marketers that maybe don't, um, I feel like run their businesses like real businesses, right? Like they're just kind of, uh, they're in it to make a quick buck, all those things. But when you're putting something together that you're going to sell down the road, there's some very specific things uh, I would think that you need to do so that buyers find what you're offering attractive, right? So maybe you could give listeners a little hint on what are your, you know, what are your top one or two things that like, look, if your plan is to sell this thing down the road, then you better be doing this and this. That's, that's simple.
1: Uh, structure, right? So systems and processes. So you don't need to have it in place when you start, but as you grow, as you bring people in, you need to document and know what you're doing, how you're doing, who's responsible for what. Like you, you don't need to be completely corporate. Like we, our, our motto was keep it small, keep it all. Like we try to keep it small, a lot of virtual staff. We didn't have offices with people in the rooms, all that kind of stuff. I had the head of customer support came to my office where I'm at right now every day. She worked for like six, eight hours a day in the office. And then Zach had his office and, and everybody else was virtually, right? Um, so we only had two of us that were actually ever seeing each other at almost any point in time, except for like you know trips. Uh, so systems and processes that helps build your structure because what a company that, is going to look at you, they look at you as a ragtag group, bootstrappers, like, you know, you don't have this degree from this big, like big name company, all that stuff. They just kind of like, oh, you guys just had this hobby and created a company and you got lucky. But when they come and look at you and they look under the hood and they say, oh, okay, you've got the structure. You have these processes. We know that if we step into this, we can, you know, just get in the car, turn the key and and we can drive. The other big thing is customer support. Our, one of our biggest points, and she is still with that company that acquired us today, is our head of customer support. She was such an asset to them with our customer base. And, you know, when you get acquired, things happen, right? Or things change or stuff like that. But they took, the, basically, she was, wound up being essentially the spokesperson of our company. They had her come over and she still works there. She's the only person that still works there uh, from the original group. Um, and she enjoys it. She got to keep, you know, basically her, her job, salary raise. She had done a couple other things. People were asking her to, to you know, work um, in, in different companies and things like that once we made our exit. But um, it, was, it was nice to see that our systems, processes, and then that support structure that was there, that liaison, the face of the company that whether you were a small business 100 location enterprise account or more or a digital agency and you needed somebody to call you knew who to call and you had to get a hold of them and they were responsive um, from there so it was really cool to see that kind of stuff happen um where it was like all right so we were right when we built this like we knew and being a former pilot you know i'm pretty big stickler on like we need to have the checklist the system the process all of that but i mean it it paid off. I've been pretty organized most of my life anyway. But if even if you're not organized, just writing some stuff down once a quarter at the end of the month of some bullet points, it really does help. And they, because what happens is it's like they look at your business the way you are and the way the structure is of your business. They figure that that's how your business was run the whole time. And if you can look and feel more corporate and bigger, it doesn't matter if like, you know, everything's burning behind you. It looks really, really nice. And, uh, and you're able to show them that if they step into this, they have the processes to be able to move forward.
0: Yeah, they're not starting from zero, right? They're just kind of taken over and can keep that, that train moving in the direction that you've already got it going. I know another thing that you mentioned to me one time at one of our mastermind meetups that I don't know for whatever reason, I just hadn't thought about this, was you talked about when you're going to sell something, the importance
1: of keeping clean books. Yeah, Zach was uh, key on that one. I'll, I'll give him that. that. He says that all the time. Actually, it wasn't me that said it, it was Zach that said it. Um, and he handled that part of it. it not, we had an issues, but um, it's, yeah, it's not mixing or commingling different funds. And we had a couple different LLCs and, and basically you, I would say silo your business. Um, for, for me, I do have a couple of SaaS companies now and an agency and I have to silo them out so that the servers who pays for the servers um the actual like staff and and who pays for those staff and and the paying out of yourself or things like that if you're like just cross like making it cross contaminated from different companies and things like that it really gets to be a mess when they dug into our books they asked a question why did you buy this why do you do this like what is it but because we had kept ours really really clean and, and it was zach not me in this case He had kept it, you know, we both obviously keep it clean, but like with our bookkeeper, but he was able, he had those conversations with them. He kept it simple, right? Well, this is for this, this is for that. And we never had to worry about, well, one of our companies paid for this and the other company paid for that. The other thing that you can do, um, and obviously this isn't necessarily business structuring advice, I'm not an expert on on finances, but have a operating company, right? So like, if you have a company that can operate and run and gets compensated appropriately, Talk if you can structure like that. That's another option, but I like the fact that you can just silo it all out, and then you can just basically give them the container of everything, and they can just move on because that's what happened with us. They came in, they took over the bank accounts, they took over the merchant accounts, they took over all of our password servers, logins, and we were done. Like that was it. We didn't have to worry about anything, and you know, it wasn't paying like my car lease or car payment from the wrong account, but he was paying from another. Like those things get really murky, and you know, a lot of People don't understand that if you if you have that, it causes questions and, and more things arise of like why are you doing this way or can we look wrong? But if it's clean and simple, then um, it's you know it's, it's something that if you're not doing it right now, you know take the time to slowly move yourself into that position so that you are.
0: Yeah, I think that's great advice that you just said there. Is like your business may not be in that you may look oh my gosh I'm not in that position, but just like you said, if you can if you can start moving in that direction. Um, yep. That's really what you need to be doing right now. Uh, Jeff, any, can you think of a question that I should have asked you that I didn't?
1: Oh, man. Um, what is the, probably what is the hardest thing we had to overcome? Like, I mean, what was the, the, like, what, what is the biggest thing um, we, we had to overcome? And I think a lot of that is, you know, it, it boils down to, Like I talked about really early, it's like being pragmatic and understanding of of your business and not being emotionally attached to it. We have some things that, you know, every business runs into their problems. They run into like their major wall or or hurdle um, or their challenge, whether it be, you know, with we didn't really have any problems with our relationship or partnership, but like with your partner. Right. Um, Or with outside source or a competitor that pops up and tries to undercut you, things like that. Take it with a grain of salt and and move on. Uh, The one thing that we noticed, and we actually had, we had a conversation this week, Zach and I um, was, we assumed the market wasn't as big as it really was. Um, We made that mistake. And, um, I'll openly say it, right? We were like, oh, I think we've kind of like saturated the market, right? It was like, uh-uh, like we, our, maybe our puddle, our pool was like, we got a lot of fish out of there, but we were like, man, like there was an ocean that we we didn't see on the other side of the hill. Um, and then, you know, we, during that time, ran into a couple of things where the competitors popped up or, or major change or things are gonna happen, right? So we had, you know, maybe servers go down. I don't think we ever had that, but we're like a major change happens with Google and, and we had to make a, a, a change or things like that and it had to be on the fly but if you understand that this is a, we run it pragmatically as a business, you understand it without emotion and, you know, yes, you care for it, but you know, it, it pays for your bills, but at the end of the day, it's still just your business, right? It, it, it doesn't affect you and your family personally. It's not going to come out and like kick you as you're, as you're walking by. So just you understand that. Right. And, and the other thing too, and I think I learned this and, and maybe it's a little bit, maybe I learned this a little bit late is take the time to really enjoy and take care of yourself too and and your family, like take that time, um, that's probably one of the biggest lessons that I learned in this was we used to take uh, Zachary Golf Wednesday and Friday. I would do half days on Friday um, and then, you know, try to do something like lunch almost every day with my wife and things like that. Um, make time for those things in your business. Like a lot of people scrape and scrap and the hustle mentality is complete BS. In, in, in my in my opinion, like I, I used to work in the Air Force from 7.30 to four and then go home and work from like five to midnight uh, on my business, you know, and then obviously try to spend time with my, my daughter and my family and stuff at the time. Um, but that just brings you out quick. And, and you really, you need to have that time to, to reflect and you need to take, you know, personal time. Even if you don't tell anybody, you just take two hours during the day, drive around, go get a massage, walk around, go hit golf balls, exercise, whatever it is. You That actually will help your business more than you know. Um, especially in those hard times where something's going to happen. Like today, I'm dealing with a bunch of tech issues on in my company for something else, an event I'm running and- Look, it's, it's perspective. Like, it's going to happen. I got a backup plan. And I got a backup backup plan. And, you know, we're on like two of my four plans right now trying to make something work. And it's going to happen. Just take it with a grain of salt. Know that you can, you know, get some mental acuity and, and take some time to, to relax, get yourself out of it. Spend some time with your family. But, like, make time for that as well because we very easily as entrepreneurs – like I truly enjoy work. I, I do. I don't really see his work. I truly enjoy what I do, the building, the marketing, you know, doing this kind of stuff, hanging out, traveling. But if I'm not taking care of myself, I, I can't be able to do that because I can't give my full attention. I can't give my full self to it. So, I mean, take that from somebody that, you know, worked 12 hours a day in the Air Force and then turn that into working 12 hours a day as a business. And, and, you know, I probably missed some things I wish that I, I didn't because of those things.
0: Yeah, I think that's I mean that's great advice and advice born of experience. I guess, yeah. right. Like yeah. advice born of experience. Yeah. So Jeff, where can listeners of what's the secret go to find out more about the projects you have going on, what things you're cooking up now?
1: Sure. Uh, Just go to my site, JeffHershey.com, H-E-R-S-C-H-Y.com. And um, you can see all the different projects and stuff that I do. I link to my agency. I link to my different software projects. Um, I think I even have a little opt-in where you can get some, you know, video interviews and things with me uh, as well, or a small video course, stuff like that. And you can go check out JeffHershey.com and learn a little bit more about me and what I've been doing and my background and, you know, some of the stuff that we have. Awesome.
0: Awesome. And I will put a link to that in the show notes. So, if you're listening to this episode, you can go to TomGaddis.com, go to this episode, you'll see the links that Jeff mentioned there. Jeff, again, a real pleasure to have you on the show. I can't wait to see you in person again. Now, yeah. that you're starting to wind down. I'm looking forward to that. And I uh, appreciate you being here. If you guys enjoyed this episode of What's the Secret, go to wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a review. We'd appreciate that. And uh, if you have any questions for me or need more information on anything we talked about in any of the episodes, again, TomGaddis.com, that's the place to go. You can contact me through the site. Jeff, thanks again. Have a great rest of your day. Really appreciate you hanging out with us. My pleasure. Thank you, Tom. All right. Aloha, everybody. Stay safe out there. See you in the next episode.